0: the Mojo radio
1: show. Hey everybody and welcome to the in between episode. It's the little show that sits between Christmas and New Year. We are pumping out our five best takeouts from 2015. These are the bits that Robo and I loved. We had the interview there's been so much gold in the Mojo radio show for the whole year but These are the bits that he and I have personally taken out that's had an impact on our own worlds in or out of work. They're short shows, but they highlight the stuff that we personally thought was great to drop on you between Christmas and New Year, hence the reason it's called the in between Episodes. Robbo, <laughs> mate, uh, <laughs> this is this is a bit funny because I know you're actually in Fiji right now, but yeah. uh, <laughs> how's your holiday
0: going over oh, there, Oh, it's mate? going great, mate. Look, I, you know, I'm so dedicated to this show that I've just taken time out off the beach to come and record, you know? It's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> those board shorts are a tad tight. Um, yeah, I know.
1: Mind you, happy with those and not the budgie smugglers. That's anyway, right. Let's uh, let's rock into it. We've mm. got one bit each that we yes. think was the bit we've taken out of uh, 2015 before we mm. rolled into the newie. Mm. Who have you got for us this show?
0: I've got uh, Terry Hawkins, a lovely lady who we spoke to earlier in the year. I'm not sure the episode number. Do you remember what that was? Uh, that'd be 41. We're good, buddy. 41, check. Terry's uh, an Australian living in the US. She's an author, a speaker, an all-round fantastic person. One of the questions that you – popped to her was did she have a personal mantra that mm. she sort of lived by? And this was her answer. Oh,
2: I love your questions. They really put me on the spot. Um,
0: oh, don't give him a big head.
2: <laughs> actually, there is, Gary. Good, good. So the one that comes up for me is where is this coming from?
0: Mm, nice.
2: So where is this coming from? And so if it's positive, negative, whatever, um, I'll go, well, where's that going? Yeah.
0: So that's actually something that I have incorporated into most of my year since we did that interview because I I just think that's so powerful. It's If you're standing, you know, if if you're in traffic and someone's annoying you and you you can feel the rage building up, you know, just asking yourself that simple question, where's that coming from? Or mm. dealing with, you know, the rugby team and the kids are mucking around when you're trying to talk about something important, okay, and you're getting angry. Well, where's that coming from? Why am I getting angry? How, why can't mm. I just control the kids? Or why don't, if I do this, I can control the kids? I just find it such a useful question um, mm. to, to, to ask yourself on a daily basis. Um, I think it's
1: handy because it, it, it almost encourages you to step back from a situation, take a deep breath and just think about what's going on.
0: Mm, definitely.
1: I find myself, when you get in the heat of battle, you just tend to fly in and just keep swinging. Yeah. This By asking yourself the question, and it goes back to something I'm passionate about, is I don't think we're curious enough. I think we've lost our curiosity. We tend to be just progressing and getting more and more stuff done, but we're not taking the time to step back. And it's just a great question that stimulates curiosity. gives you a chance to have a breath and just evaluate and then let some of the emotion maybe out of a situation. So um, that's a good one, mate.
0: Cool, I thought so. What about you? What do you got? Well,
1: we interviewed a lady called Shelley Whitehurst, and Shelley was recognized as being the new voice of cancer. Shelley is currently in the battle with cancer. The backstory was that we'd had Shelley on the program, and she had had treatment for her cancer, which was quite aggressive. However, she was in a situation where it was going pretty good and she was in recovery. Mm. Went in for a checkup and found out that the cancer was back. Mm all through her treatment, when Shelly was approached by friends or people who would come and hear her story, she'd say, no, I'm fine, I'm okay. And Mm. what she realized was, as you'll hear from this little piece from The Grab, this is from episode 45, she wasn't fine.
0: Six
2: weeks ago, things started to to go a bit pear-shaped and I could feel it in my body. It's interesting how you know your body better than anyone else. And then I had an, a ma- I got pneumonia and I had a massive increase of um, fluid on my lung and I had to have what they call a lung tap where they drain it. I had my radiologist, oncologist come in and as soon as he comes in, you kind of go, there's something wrong because <laughs> you only see him very rarely. And they said the cancer was back. And before that, I had treated my cancer like it was just an everyday thing. And you have to sometimes do that but I probably didn't allow people and myself to really understand what it was and what having stage four cancer meant so I wrote this speech for the ball previously to that Monday that was this perfect speech and that was all about you know inspiration and cancer and 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 you know to share that message and on the Monday, I cried and cried, and then on the Tuesday, I cried and cried. and then I had to figure out what I was going to say at this at the ball, and I threw it all away and decided that that would be my cancer coming out. And to say to everyone in the room, "I'm not fine, because I say I'm fine twenty times a day, and I am so far from not fine. And it's a lie. And one of the things that, I noticed while I was in hospital with my um, lung operation, which everyone said, oh, it's really simple. And then I was like, oh, no, it's actually really complex. We just didn't want to freak you out. <laughs> and um, was that a lot of people just kind of went, oh, Shelly's just going into hospital again. She's fine. But I really wasn't. I went through the ringer. And the problem was... It's not their fault. And as I spoke about it too, this, it's not a, a shaming or a naming thing. It's the fact that I hadn't been honest to people and I hadn't actually said, I need you to come and see me. I need you to come and give me a hug and I need you to come and hold my hand and I need you to, I, I, need, I, I need people. And I think it's something that we do every day with a lot of things, not just cancer, with any kind of trauma, illness, major thing that happens, we feel like we need to put this wall up and not
1: tell the truth. I have found that so profound, Robbo, because regardless of whether it's cancer, uh, a natural disaster, a a, a breakup of a a relationship, uh, a diagnosis, the, the reflex, the default reflex action is, yeah, I'm fine, I'm okay. But when you ask that question... How are you feeling about it? How does it feel to go through this? What are the feelings you're experiencing? It does open up a different conversation. You can get behind the wall. And I have found that really powerful.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's something we don't think about, isn't it? Because I think we mentioned it in the interview is, you know, yeah, I'm fine. It's just, that, as you said, it's just that gut reflex action, you know. How are you going? Oh, I'm great, mate. You know, but, yeah, as you say, who knows what's going on behind.
1: No, and I, uh, I've been personally using it because, as you know, uh, the week prior to Christmas, my little community was hit by a massive bushfire, which, mm. uh, we, and we almost lost the houses of some very, very close friends of ours, uh, one of which was Pete Harrison from Fish River Rose, who's a good mate of our program, and we, uh, we were fighting shoulder to shoulder to save his home and everything and save his family and his home. And it's interesting that a number of guys who were out in the fireground fighting this fire. At the time, it was like, you know, we put the fire out, it was all good. We spent days cleaning up and making sure all the little spot fires were out and everybody was like, how you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. And yet it was two days later, we found ourselves taking power naps in the afternoon because we were just so tired and so emotionally drained. And the good thing of taking from Shelley that I applied to is I'd go up to people and say, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. How'd you feel about all that? How mm. are you feeling today? And it just mm. gets behind that shield and suddenly you get ladies and guys opening up going, yeah, I'm actually feeling a bit tired. I'm feeling a bit distressed. I'm feeling a bit emotional. And yeah, it's, it's just quite powerful. And I'd always wondered, you know, people just struggle it off with, I'm okay. But so uh, guys, that was episode 45. It's very, very powerful episode to listen to. And if you know somebody, and I'm sure we all do, Someone who's going through cancer treatment, someone who's been diagnosed, someone who's living with it, or someone who knows someone close to them who's going through cancer treatment, mm. listen to that episode. It's powerful.
0: The Mojo Radio Show.
1: For the last year, we've run one of our favorite segments called The Lesson of Rock. Stuff we can take from the rock and roll industry, lessons we can take out, apply to our world. Let's finish the show with one. What do you got this week, mate?
0: Mate, we're gonna go back to one of yours about sting. Right, good way to finish
1: out. God of rock. Thank you for this chance to kick ass. Now let's get out there and melt some faces!
0: The Mojo Radio Show's Lessons in Rock.
1: I was watching a documentary called 20 Foot From Stardom and... It sounds like me. It's a fantastic...
0: (laughs) 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 Don't flutter yourself, buddy. Um, So... (laughs) I, don't, I think you're twenty kilometres. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Probably a bit further than twenty foot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. um, but it's a really good show, mate, and it was about uh, backing singers. Right. Yeah. The and Unsung it went heroes. Back. Mm. Yeah, and of course we've had one of Australia's legendary backing singers, Wendy Matthews, on the show a number of weeks ago. Yeah. And that, for anybody who hasn't caught up, go back and listen to Wendy because uh, she tells the story of walking through Woolworths shopping and hearing <laughs> If I Could Turn Back Time by share and knowing that she sang the backing track or the, the timing track for share about what it was like you know, being a backing singer for Lionel Richie and Tina Turner and so on. But interestingly, Sting spoke about a lady called Lisa Fisher. Now, anybody who hasn't heard Lisa Fisher sing, go onto Google or Vimeo or go onto YouTube, put in Lisa Fisher and listen to this lady's voice. She is a superstar. What I loved was Sting could see the talent and he said this about lisa fisher during the hounds of winter i just indicated to lisa that she should you know vocalize and do something to evoke the spirit of loneliness or whatever and out comes this voice you know this amazing uh, extraordinary ghostly voice so every time she's performed that with me i've asked her to do that (laughs) And I'm also intensely proud of my band. My greatest pleasure is to stand back and let them do what they they can do. And they kick into this song called Hounds of Winter and they go to this out vamp. And Sting was cool enough to say, all right, go. Put a spotlight on her and just turn her loose. What I took from that robbo is if you're a leader of a business, or you work in a social group, or you work in a PNC, or you coach a footy team, or you have a leadership role or a group of people, imagine taking that same principle and saying, give them directions, set them up, and then step out of the way and just let them be superstars. And mm. I think too much leadership is about having to direct and having to control. Mm. And I just thought that was just a wonderful, wonderful example of leadership. And giving someone like Lisa Fisher the spotlight. Now, Mm. we know Sting's a superstar Mm. in in every degree, but to take the spotlight off him, put it on to someone who's his backing singer and just let her do her best work, I I think it's a wonderful lesson for all of us. (laughs)
0: Andrew Peters speaking. See you next time.